Thanks for choosing From Friend to Weeb. This podcast may contain spoilers, adult language, and adult content, so viewer discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to From Friend to Weeb. Today I have a long-awaited guest. I finally have acquired one of the four members of the podcast Anime Kai, the one and only Mr. Travis Bennett. How are you today? I'm wonderful, sir. Thank you. Yes, too long, too long. And, you know, I've been trying to go through and get you on our show and everything, but, you know, the guys love to treat it as both. Both a democracy and a dictatorship, too. Even though they're like, no, you haven't mentioned it. So I'm like, yes, I have. You just haven't looked at me. <laughs> I want to get you on our show soon, sir. But I, I appreciate being your honored guest on yours. Oh, I'm sure we'll make it happen here eventually. Especially once they uh, find out how fun it is to be on my show. I will eventually get the other three on here. It's just waiting for them to quit being lazy. They, they'll, they'll hear that. I'm sure they will. <laughs> um... But yeah, man, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Oh, so how's it going, everybody? Um, my name is Travis Bennett. I am a longtime uh, anime fan. As a matter of fact, I'm a 90s kid, showing my age there. But um, I have been part of the anime world for as long as I can remember. My first introduction into, into anime, as a matter of fact, and this might surprise some people, was a show back in the day called Card Captors. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And for those of you who don't know out there, so Card Captors was basically a story of two characters, uh, Lee and Sakura, not to be confused with Sakura from Naruto, by the way. It is pronounced Sakura. I looked it up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they basically go around and they capture spirits into these cards known as the Cloud. Because uh, these are all spirits of the cloud, and um, if left uncaptured, they could potentially destroy the world. And that was honestly my first um, introduction into anime as a kid, as a matter of fact. I know, it's strange. Like Shortly after that, um, I got into Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and then like... The uh, classics. Uh, the classics came after that, exactly. I want to say my first like serious anime I ever watched would be... Would have been probably... It's between... Tenchi Muyo and Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, Yu Yu Hakusho is one on my list that I need to watch. It was really good. It was. It was honestly, I didn't think the second season of Yu Yu Hakusho would have been good as the first, but it was. Honestly, it it yeah. really was that good. I was like, okay, never mind. But uh, I'm a very classic anime lover myself. One of my absolute favorite, hands down. Animes I recommend anybody watch is very classic is uh, Ronin Warriors. Oh yeah, that's a good one. It is. A, it was an absolute classic. Um, Toonami really helped introduce anime to me back in the day. In the days of where anime was very scarce and a lot of people couldn't didn't have as much access to it as they do now. Mm-hmm. So it was like a few. It was like a few and far between, and you really could only get the really like. Uh, edited versions of anime, or at least uh, some semblance of what you wanted to watch. So, you know, there's that. Um, then, 
as the years went on, I actually got access to fun, the Funimation network, as a matter of fact, which unfortunately is gone now, but at the time it was amazing. I mean, it's still sort of around. It just got ate by Crunchyroll, so yeah. No, I now mean, Crunchyroll the, is the anime king. Yeah, exactly. Crunchyroll is the, is the anime king, absolutely. But no, I mean, back in the day, you know, as a kid, you could only really get access to, like, anime with, like, Toonami and everything, unfortunately. Yeah. And, you know, it, even though it's heavily debated on what is an anime versus what is a cartoon, I know that's one of the biggest ones out there. Like, Yeah, ah. yeah. Like, is Avatar technically an anime or not? Which, not. we're not going to jump in that one. No, 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 none of this one, sir. None of this one. We don't want to start uh, that, that conversation. We don't want to make people angry. Not that I have anything wrong with Avatar The Last Airbender, just so you are all, you are all aware. I personally loved Avatar The Last Airbender, but I will say this, I hated Korra. Oh, that's a controversial take. It is a very high controversial take. That I'm sorry. It is a controversial... That is... And you all come at me for saying <laughs> Vegeta's a bitch. Oh, I don't. Well, you're other, I... other guys. Okay. And here you are saying, wow. And I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll explain why. I, I want to know. Yes. As, as, a, as an avid person who enjoys a good story, whether it be in literature or anime or just you know, watching a TV show in general, I love character development. I think that is one of the biggest, most important aspects of any good story is seeing character development and seeing them struggle. I despise. I absolutely hate Mary Sue's. And Cora is a Mary Sue. Ooh. Ooh. You can't you can't tell me she's not. I mean I'm gonna keep my mouth shut for the sake <laughs> of uh my ratings. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But I'm sorry, like she in my opinion, okay, and you can feel free to disagree, that that's fine. In my opinion, Cora is a Mary Sue. Look at the struggle Aang went through to like learn like the elements and master them to what he could master them as and, and everything. And Korra's over here, she's already a master waterbender, she's already a master firebender, or whatever the case may be. Like, it was given to her. Aang earned it. And uh, from someone like me, who, like I said, enjoys character development above all outs in a story, that I think character development is what makes a great character and a great story. Yeah. Korra didn't really have that. I mean, I can give you that. I can, I can give you that. That just turns me away from being able to enjoy the experience. I feel the same way, and we're not going to get it, but I feel the same way about the new Star Wars trilogy. Gosh, yeah. Let's let's not piss off that fandom. <laughs> no, let's not piss <laughs> off that fandom. Oh, but, uh, I, look, look, look. For your ratings and, and the fandom, too, I'm not saying that those movies were terrible. I'm not saying that. Although I do believe that most people, most people would agree that, that The Last Jedi was, but hey, that's neither here nor there. It's just the fact that Ray Ray was a Mary too, and I I I can't get behind that. Then that's just me, and you can feel free nope. to disagree. I don't go through and like dis I no disrespect or anything else like that to anybody who enjoyed those movies. If you enjoy it, that's perfectly fine. Personally, for me, it just I can't get behind a Mary Sue character. I'm gonna say I'll I'll give you my Star Wars controversial take. Okay, Jar Jar Binks. Yes. Was the best character, and the fandom killed it. Yes. He had yes, so he much potential, and the fandom killed him. He, could, he had so much potential. Oh, absolutely. He was, I love Jar Jar Binks. I do, I do as well. I did as well. He was far better 
in the animated Star Wars The Clone Wars series. I believe he had the potential, before the fans killed him, to be like a secret, like, Sith Lord. Definitely. Because oh, of, you know, he was a master of the drunken monkey style. He really was, yes. And Which... there's that whole controversy. There's like this whole theory behind it that I just loved. And I feel like it could have been that way, but the fans of Star Wars just treated him like crap. And essentially, I feel bad for the actor, too, because like he was getting death threats and like hated his life for it. Oh, I know, I know. And it was absolutely... It was unbelievable. Uh, was but that, that's, that's a topic for another, another story. I agree. I agree. I agree. So, now, oh, one of the ahead. most... Go ahead. Well, yeah. Well, well, one of the most common um, discussions or debates I get into about not being someone who enjoys a Mary Sue character, I just can't get behind him, is like, okay, then why is Kirito one of your favorite characters? Because if you think about it, because the fact of what he did in SAO or Sword Art Online, for those of you who don't know what that's there for, you know, he he basically was untouchable and he could do whatever he wanted. I'm like, yes, but here's the deal. He worked his butt off to earn that prior. Prior to playing the game, he was a beta tester and he learned all about the game and, and what to do inside the game in order to get the status and be untouchable as he is. He worked his butt off to earn that. So it it did just it wasn't just granted to him, like I'm talking about with Korra or Rey from Star Wars. I have no opinion on this because I have not seen Sword Art Online, and a lot of the stuff I hear is not good. So, as I said personally, I haven't watched it, so I have no opinion on the Sword Art Online controversy or topics. Unfortunately, season I I'll I'll tell you this: the first season is great. Definitely, you will enjoy it with no issue. Whatever. However, um, the rest of them, I would say, up until the third one, it, yeah, you're not missing. <laughs> all right. And even well, I. Anyway. Oh, I was like, with all this said, what is your favorite genre of anime? So okay, um, that's actually very. So I personally love um, action and, and adventure. Okay. That is my easy go-to. No matter what, I love seeing the aspect of uh, a normal individual, or whether it be you know uh, going through an adventure, rising up above challenges, and seeing his or her uh, character development throughout the series, and seeing them grow as a person and a character in order to uh, stop a um, uh, what seems to be a unstoppable evil, um, so to speak, in the uh, show. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so prior to us talking, um, because I've already you've already discussed the name of the show we're watching. That is Fire Force. Prior to us communicating about this, what did you know about Fire Force? Okay, so I knew very little about the show. Uh, to be honest with you, it was on my watch list. Um, because I had seen what it was about and whatnot, and I've seen the trailers for it and whatnot, and it looked very interesting. At first glance, though, I'm not going to lie, my first initial thoughts when seeing the trailers for it and whatnot was, okay, so they made an anime about firefighters. Yep. Cool, I guess. I mean, I could definitely give it a try, but, like, it just, it didn't really, like, like, cat, like, pull me in as something 
that like would interest me. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I appreciate firefighters. I appreciate first responders and everything. Absolutely. But like to make an anime out of it, it's kind of like a, I mean, okay. I mean, maybe fan service, yeah. maybe, you know what I mean? But, but um, it is about firefighters. Yeah. It's um, yeah. firefighters doing firefighter things. Right. Um, the manga released in 2015 and the first season dropped in 2019. They've done a second season and they announced a third season, which I am very impatiently waiting for because I love this show. Now, a little tidbit that most people don't know about me. When I was younger, I wanted to be a firefighter. Um, once I got out of high school and got my GED, uh, I went to sign up for our volunteer fire fire department unfortunately i'm colorblind so i got turned down unfortunately man i, I know yeah. um well as a brief as a brief little thing about me as well um i pretty much did the same thing as you did as a matter of fact i got my ged and whatnot and i was only to get a full-time job because my, my father was i had hurt himself and he was injured out of work for like two years so I had to get a job at the age of 16 in order to go through and like help with the bills with the house and and so on and so forth. Um, unfortunately, my grades slipped from A's and B's to like C's and D's and whatnot. By the time my senior year turned around and hit, basically all the staff and t teachers, the principal were like, well, you're not going to pass. You might as well just drop out. I said, well, okay, fine. So I dropped out and like the next day, the next day, I went to t the GED test that I passed. And yeah. I wanted to do something because at the time, and um, I, at the time, unfortunately, 9-11 um, was happening, or I, or I just shortly happened, and I wanted, I wanted to do something about it. Now, I had no children, I had no really family, immediate family, or whatever they could be, so I figured it was the perfect time, and I actually signed up to, for the National Guard, as a matter of fact. And I did do basic training um, out in California as a matter of fact. And I went through the whole rigmarole. However, unfortunately, I was unable to go overseas and actually fight because of the fact I'm flat-footed. Oh, man. Yeah. Funny so, how life gets you sometimes. Like I that. know. But, you know, I, I wanted to do something about it and whatnot. And unfortunately, I couldn't fight, but I did, in fact, support um, the troops that were going over there as much as as often as I could with That's charity cool. work and so on. And That's so awesome. Forth. But yeah, back back to the anime. Um, yeah, we're anime. watching a firefighting anime, and so you, you as an anime fan, you understand the three episode rule. I so do. Yep. So, and I'm sure my fans have heard it enough by this point, so I'm not going to explain it. The big question I have is, what do you expect to happen? So, um, given the limited amount of information that I'm aware of, obviously, for, for, for this uh, podcast and this anime. Um, I would definitely theorize myself something along the lines of there's gotta be something to do with uh, fire and how that affects the world. Because this is this is an anime. This isn't like, you know, a live-action TV firefighter show. You know? Yeah. This is an anime, so there's got to be something more than just your traditional firefighter. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what I theorize. It's like there's got to be something to do with the aspect of the well, the fire and how it might affect people or the world in some sort of way. And it that's I think that's what's getting me interested in it. As a matter of fact, is because of the fact that it's I know it's an anime. 
So it's like it's definitely just more to it than just some lackluster story. I don't know, man. They have animes about people who just cook, and they have animes I, about people who play volleyball. It could just be an anime about firefighters, well, regular firefighter stuff. Unless this anime is solely trying to pertain to fan service, I I, I don't know. Because <laughs> let's be honest, Food Wars and that volleyball anime, which <laughs> escapes me, that's fan service. Yes, yes. Okay, how? I have an idea of how you feel about fan service, but why not tell my uh, my viewers what is your opinion on fan service? Now, this show is not directly a fan service show but there are fan servicey parts it is anime that is just part of anime okay so here's my take on it honestly i don't mind it but don't overuse it it's yes. nice it's nice and cute for the adult fans or whatever the case would be you know those who know what's going on or whatever the case may be to have to have that little that little snippet of like service to them because they, they do it in um like Disney movies back in the day as well, by the way, like little adult humor jokes that they'll fly right over the head of, of a child, but mm -hmm. like a more adult brain would pick up on and realize. So I don't mind that. That's not a problem. However, when you overuse it, it's just like, Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> like in, in one of uh, anime Kai's recent, um, animes that we covered, High School of the Dead. It, honestly, it was a great anime. I enjoyed it. I, I honestly did. I wish they would finish it. I do. But the fan service is just, oh my lord. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh -huh, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, exactly. I love me some fan service. Um, <laughs> the one thing I hate about fan service is when it's in an anime that it doesn't, like, doesn't start off as like, hey, this is going to be a fan service show. Be ready. So, like, um, one that I can name off the top of my head, which I've just recently watched, Code Geass. Code Geass. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen some um, of your on, on that. Anime. Yeah, I did a whole series on my TikTok where I went through yeah. it. Um, there was one episode, like, there's like 24 episodes in the season, and I think it's episode 19, where there is just an abundance out of nowhere of fan service, and I just hated that episode. Every other episode I loved that one episode because the rest of the show hardly had any. There was like maybe one or two spots where there was a little hint at fan service, but then just out of nowhere, this one episode just full of it. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's it, it's and that's what I'm saying. When there's an overabundance of it, it kind of breaks the immersion for the episode. I'm not saying for the oh, entire yeah. anime. But like for the episode, it kind of breaks your immersion on that one where you're like, okay, well, I can appreciate that. But like, here's my thing too. I, I, I'm i a father of two now, as a matter of fact. And because of my, you know, fatherly adult brain, you know, for instance, with High School of the Dead, I look at it as, well, these are high school kids. And again, I'm sure my age here a little bit. That's fine. I don't care. But like, I, I think of it as, I think of it as, well, I would never allow my daughter to look like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but this so the fans in one of those weird, yeah. um, like cultural differences too. Is this one of those uh, things you got to understand? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you understand. You know, but yeah, in yeah. Japan, the age of consent and adulthood are different than that of America. So, right. with these animes hail from Japan, they're looking at different culturistic you know, things. Whereas we right. see it as like, oh, well, that's just like a... Ugh. But for them, it's like, that's actually 
normal. Right. And and that's probably fine. And like I said, I don't judge anybody for enjoying the fan service or whatever. It's just that for me and for my mindset and everything, that's that's where my fatherly adult brain goes. Yeah. And I just want to just point out, like, I'm not defending, like, the underage stuff. I'm just pointing out that fact that the cultural differences, the ages are different. So why a lot of these Japanese shows have it is because of their culture. Whereas, you know, for us, it's weird. For them, it's normal. Not, they're not trying to justify anything weird. Right. Whereas, you know, we can look at something like uh, underage wise, whatever it is being, okay, well, I feel dirty just going through and like looking at this. Yeah. They're, the culturally speaking, you know, from a Japan standpoint, it's more appropriate, which, but to get, that's fine. You know, that's your culture and everything. I don't disrespect that whatsoever. Just know from my viewership as, um, you know, a Western audience, so to speak, and not being a teenager anymore, it's more along the lines of, I can appreciate the fan service, but if when there's an overabundance of it, and I'm looking at, you know, high school girls, I, I feel, well, I feel dirty about it, to be honest with you, you know what I yeah. mean? But, all right, last question, before we jump into watching the show and then getting to the second part of this. Do you watch anime in sub or dub? I can do it in both. Yeah, in both? Honestly. Okay, good, yeah. good. Um, I prefer sub, honestly. Uh, no, sorry, I, I prefer dub. My, my apologies. I prefer dub just because of the fact that if, if it's in sub and it's only in sub, I will, will watch it, if, especially if I'm invested in the series. But I have to like doubly pay attention to what's being said and, mm -hmm. what's, on, and what's on the screen, which I can do like simultaneously. That's not a problem. Like, for instance, right now I'm trying to finish uh, what's the rest of Attack on Titan, as a matter of fact, right now. It's all in dub. Uh, sub, sorry. It's, it's all in sub. So I can do it, but I, my focus needs to be on both the subtitles and what's going on. And sometimes it always doesn't line up, so that's a thing. Yeah. And yeah, I, and like some people will be like, well, just learn the language. Yes, I know I could <laughs> no. do that, but that's also an effort I don't really in. Yeah. No, Japanese um, is hard. Yeah. I've tried to learn it myself a little bit. It gets a little complicated. It does, like a, yeah, it does get a little complicated. Like, for instance, when um, Demon, when Demon Slayer Season 2 came out uh, for Hulu, that was only in uh, dub, as a uh, sub, as a matter of fact. So I watched the, entire, the entirety of Demon Slayer Season 2 in sub, and I, and I was okay with that. I understood what happened and whatnot, and that, that wasn't a problem. But I will admit there were some parts where it's like in action sequences alone where it's like they're talking and you're trying to f see what's going on with the action sequence while trying to see what the heck they're saying at the same time. And it can be difficult. Yeah, no, it does get a little complicated. But all right, well, let's let's hop off here and let's go all ahead right. and watch this show. We will be right back. Alright, time for another recommendation. Today we're going to go back to an old friend of mine, Billy the Game Goat. Go follow him on Twitch. He does a lot of really cool stuff here and there. Uh, I know he's been a little busy lately, but we have done some Pokemon tournaments. We had one a little bit ago, and I think there's another one is coming out shortly. So go ahead and follow him there. He also has two podcasts, uh, Games Parlay and DMGineering, both which are great I know he's been busy and hasn't been able to get episodes out, but they are worth the listen. So there you guys have it. Go check out Billy the Game Goat.
All right, we are back after watching three episodes of Fire Force. Now, how do you want to do this? We can do this one of two ways. You can give your opinion, and then we talk about it episode by episode, or we can do the episode by episode, and then at the end, you can give your formal opinion on how you felt about the, felt about the show. You know, I think we can go through talk about episode by episode, and then I will give my opinion on this very interesting anime as a matter. All right, cool. Well, let's go ahead and start. So, episode one, we have a train. It's coming in, and then, out of nowhere, this man just combusts into flames. Upon arriving at the station, uh, this young man was getting ready to step in when suddenly, the fire force appears, and they take care of the guy. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I was, I was actually just, just going to say it real quick, uh, but I didn't want to interrupt. But um, the fact of the matter is, it, like, it was very interesting to see like how they set up the entire series, mm -hmm. uh, the other show, in just this one scene. Like, it automatically showed you what the fire is, what it does, or what's going on in the world. And mm -hmm. like I said, and in the beginning, like my first thoughts on this, I'm uh, sorry, on this anime was um you know it's like okay so it's a show about fi firefighters but then again it's an anime and now watching this i'm like okay see i was right it's an anime so it's different yes it is at its core it's firefighters doing what they do doing what we all know that they do but in the aspect of an anime it's like okay so you're telling me people spontaneously combust and turn into these basic fire demon entities mm -hmm. and this special fire force is there to help put them to rest or eliminate that threat. So the fire presents a threat. I'm like, okay, now this is interesting. With that with that first, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds of the first episode, that, for me, personally, it kind of like gri grips you in and be like, no, this is what's going on, and this is why there is a fire force. Okay, now I'm interested. Yeah, so we find out the guy, that the kid that we're following. Uh, Shinron. Shinron, yeah, Shinron. He is a new member of this fire force, and they call him the devil. He has the devil footprints. He, his feet sort of combust into fire, and he uses them to, you know, take out these what we in the here in a couple minutes find out are infernals, Infer which are people that randomly combust. It's a mysterious phenomenon that happened not too long ago, and Tokyo has eight sectors of firefighters, and they're trying to figure out what happened and how to stop it. That's right. And we're following the journey of Fire Force 8 and Shinra. Mm -hmm. And Shinra, the only character I've seen so far that has apparently shark teeth. Uh, yes. Well, he's got that <laughs> devil smile, which he also has this condition to where when he's nervous, he just smiles. Hence smiles. the name Devil. Hence the name Devil. Um, we also meet the rest of, well, some more of the Fire Force 8. We have uh, the Captain Obi, who has no fire powers. No, he is. He is in fact the only, as far as I know, he's the only human, like well, actual human um, firefighter. The in... uh, the priest doesn't have the any priest. firepowers either. Uh, sister, that's what they call her. Oh, yeah, she doesn't have any firepowers either. Oh, okay. See, when I was watching this, I thought she had like some kind of uh, magic about her when used when doing that prayer. I didn't know uh, the prayer, normal. which you don't you find out a little later on, but I mean it's not like a big spoiler. The prayer is just like their way of like easing the soul before they 
because essentially, you know, they have to put the Infernal to rest. So they do that to sort of ease the family, the friends, the bystanders. Okay. See, because I thought with the sister being, you know, a sister being uh, a, a nun, whatever the case may be, uh, being holy, so to speak, um, I thought she had some kind of magical uh, prowess uh, within her in order to go through kind of like rest the souls of the Infernals. But no. I didn't really, yeah. So she's basically just like a she's there for emotional support. Essentially, yeah. Essentially. But maybe she could also well sometimes handle herself. Uh, and yeah. then we have Mika and the lieutenant. I can't remember the lieutenant's name. They're both second generation fire starters or whatever. I can't remember what they call them. I completely lost it. Um, which that means they can use fire powers if they have something that starts a fire. So like alcohol or um, the lieutenant uses guns. So when he fires the bullets, he can combust them to control fire. Or they could use a, like, a, like a book of matches or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah. Like the, 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 the member that they refer to as the witch or whatever. She can manipulate fire. Yes. And then we have Shinran who joins and he's a third generation, which doesn't need anything. He can just automatically start fire. And control right. fire powers. And they use these fire powers to help stop the infernals and the people that just randomly combust. What do you think of that concept? That there's people that can use this firepower. So I I've honestly gone through myself after watching this and um my first thought was like, okay, so you tell me that there's these beings called infernal. And unfortunately you know it can happen to anybody at any time. Where they spontaneously combust and turn into well, what I refer to as like fire demons, because that's mm-hmm. basically that's essentially they have, what they, they have, are. Essentially, it's because they have no control over themselves once they spontaneously. Combust. At least that's from what I'm led to believe thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they have no rhyme or reasoning, whatever. They're just like mindless, like flame beings. Um, so to have a uh, someone who does not spontaneously combust, but can control fire with whatever sort of anime magic, if you will, or it, it might be uh, their genetics that's passed down to their family. I, I don't yeah. know anything about that yet, but I'm just theorizing here. I'm spitball. I'm spitballing ideas. That's a very interesting concept. That that leads me to wonder: c- could eventually those who are able to control and manipulate fire as these members of uh, Fire Force 8 do, and as well as others, by the way, could it also happen to them? Especially since the captain himself does state that it, spontaneous combustion could happen to any one of us at any time. Yeah. Okay. But, like, are those who control and manipulate fire to their advantage to combat Infernals more prone to that than other people? A good question. Don't know if we got the answers for that yet. Because I mean, if you think about it, like these these people, these certain people can already go through and control fire to what they do. Like Shinra uses it as you know a booster, as well as flame kicks and and so on and so forth. He pretty much utilizes flame in his feet, mm-hmm. and which goes through and manipulates flames and and so on and so forth. Uh, the lieutenant, who by the way, right quick segue to this, uh, the the lieutenant, I get like massive Ida vibes from My Hero Academia. Yeah. Yeah, just like in a far more serious manner. Yeah, he's a very, <laughs> by the books, let's do this. 
Yep, yep. He's worried by the books. Let's do this. But like my my whole thing is like I said is is like this. Um, can in fact, well, would in fact, uh, these people be more prone to spontaneous to spontaneous combustion, or as a different segue, could they be immune to it because the fact that they already control fire? A good question. Is a good question. But seeing as you know they they have like a special. The uh, fire force, so to speak, to combat this, uh, it makes for a very, very interesting uh, concept behind this anime. Like, I, I would personally like to know uh, a bit more backstory behind um, uh, the members of at least uh, fire, fire Force Eight. I'm not expecting the anime to go above and beyond. Give us back, give me a backstory about every single member or whatever. Do we, we don't need that. But if they're gonna center it around Fire Force Eight, then it's like, yeah, I'd like to know. Uh, more about these characters, like you get to know more about the captain and what happened to him. And I thought that was very good. Yeah, you you get to learn. You they'll eventually sort of open up to some of these characters, um, which is good. But yeah, we do learn. I mean, we do learn a little bit about Shinra here, because um, yes, they go on their first mission. He goes on this first mission with them, and it shows a lot of emotion. Like he's not just walking into this mission as like the best. I mean, he does end up taking out the first, uh, the, the Infernal, yep. but he gets knocked out, and we get a little right. bit of his backstory, and he has that moment of like, oh, this is serious stuff. Like, the, this, is nothing what I, this is nothing what I envisioned, so yeah. to speak. And see, that's what I like about uh, character, development, character development like that. They didn't put Shinra as this like unstoppable being or whatever. No, he got knocked back. Mm-hmm. And everything, you know, he saw the seriousness of what an infernal is capable of. They didn't just like let him win, you know, which I can appreciate far more because that shows, like I said, character development, and it shows that you know Shinra is vulnerable, even even though he is the protagonist of this of this anime. And what do you think about his little backstory they showed? So his little backstory was actually very interesting to me. I see the reason why he wanted to become a fire force fighter. Um, in, in the first place, and everything, and seeing how his mother was that believed in him, that you know he could be a hero because that's what all he wanted to do was be a hero, even though he was told over and over and over again he's he's a, he's nothing but a devil, he's a freak, he's a creep, and whatever. And I was getting um, Naruto vibes from that, as a matter of fact. But even despite all that, Shinra stirred up. I was like, I'm gonna show everybody that they're wrong about me. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, there we go. I, I and I appreciate that. You know, it shows drive. It shows character development. As again, I'm gonna say that until I'm blue in the face. But uh, it it but it shows that aspect where it's like, okay, I can connect with this character. Yeah, which yeah, it it has one of those things where he has determination, even though the whole world's against him. Has this determination to do good, and we see it in future episodes. He comes in one of the actually the last episode we watched. He has a moment where. He's put up with this dilemma, and you get to see, I know he's still, he is determined to do what he set out to do. Yeah. But yeah, so that's essentially episode one. Um, they go back to the station, and sort of, that's that. What did you, how did you feel as a first episode for this anime? Oh, okay. How did you feel as an overall first episode? So as an overall first episode, the setup to the plot and how these characters uh, interact with with one another and you know what it means to be on a team and what it means to be a fire force fighter as well as 
Shinra's drive and everything. I think it was an excellent um the plot makes sense and whatnot. Um obviously you don't want to explain everything in the first episode because then it just wouldn't be good for later episodes down the line. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a, the uh construction of the story as of right now makes all more sense. So it explains what's going on in the world. It explains why they have the Fire Force fighters. It explains why Shinra joined the Fire and what he's striving to do as a character. And it I, it shows a lot, as a matter of fact. Just in that first episode, you know, it helps explain to the viewer what exactly is going on in this anime, what's going on in the world, and what they are trying to do to trying to do to, to stop it. Yeah. Yep. I feel that was a pretty good first episode, an intro to this anime. But nonetheless, we jump into episode two. This one, uh, rewatching it, I forgot. Like, maybe I didn't realize when I first watched it. But when I watched this episode again, it hit me. Like, I forgot about this part that we'll discuss here in a minute. And it just hit me like, oh, wow, I forgot this show went that deep for a little bit. But yeah, we introduce a new character. Uh, his name is Arthur. He is a oh, knight, yeah. a self-proclaimed knight. King knight. And the, uh, or the knight king. Yeah, sorry, yeah, knight king. Okay. And he uses a sword. He he's another third generation fire technician, and he is able to uh, set his firepower into his sword to make a sort of saber. Now, in the beginning, yes, the. Uh, those two, uh, they know each other, Shinra and Arthur, and they end up going on top of the building to fight, where we already have Mika and Sister messing around with Mika's firepowers, which this is where we get the uh, whole lieutenant being like, uh, what's his name from My Hero? Like, hey, we're not supposed to play Ida. with fire. Yeah, yeah, Ida. like, but very by the book, it's like, no. Oh, and by the way, speak, speaking of which, uh, Mika and the sister who was up on the rooftop, and after she, Mika was able to uh, conjure her fire and everything, which happens a little bit later, but I just gotta say this uh, right now. I find it funny that she referred to that to the flame she conjured as bo 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 bo. Yes, I'm like, I'm like, was that a reference? It might have been bo 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 bo. Yeah, so those two, Shinra and Arthur, are trying to fight, but then Lieutenant's like, "Well, hold up, because we got this thing coming up. I want to see you two. Let's see what you got. Mika, fight him." And Mika was all going ham over Shinra's power because he's a third generation. She was just blown away by how strong he is and powerful his, his powers are. Um, then now she's going to go against these two, a second gen versus third gens, and she destroys them. She yeah, absolutely, she just mops the floor with them. And I love seeing that as a matter of fact. Again, wonderful you know, character development. It shows that... Shinra is not invincible, and neither is his new character Arthur. And yep. the fact that even the even the uh, I believe it was the lieutenant who mentioned, you know, she was army first. Mika was army first, and yeah. you just see her like mopping the floor with these two, with, like without even using her powers. I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. And I love the little bits in there, like, oh, she ogre, don't call me a gorilla, one-eyed cyclops. Yeah. Like I did, I just said she was. <laughs> And then she just snaps. I love that stuff. That cracks me up every time I see it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, I love that. But then you, you see Arthur's like, but I, I didn't say that, but I'm just... And then, yeah. And they're like, but wait a minute. Yes, you did. Yeah, didn't you? I mean... Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, but later on, we get to the point where they're sort of going through the equipment and uh, 
captain showing him how to use the axe and this and that. And we get to see, like, yeah, he, he doesn't have firepower. So he goes in, and he's a previous firefighter, a regular yeah. firefighter before the, the, all this stuff happened. But he goes in fighting these infernals with, like, 30 kilograms of equipment. This dude comes yeah. in tanked out. Oh, that was one thing I forgot to mention. In the first episode, I really got D&D vibes here. Okay. Um, for like a D&D party, you have Sister, who's the cleric, Mika, yep. who's the wizard, uh, Lieutenant, who's the uh, ranger, Ranger, yeah, Obi, ranger. who's the tank, Yep. and then Obi's Shinra, who's like the monk, probably, and now we have Arthur, who's like the fighter. Uh, I would say Arthur, well, Arthur is supposed to be like a knight, so yeah. he'd be more like a knight type of deal, but I, I see what he was. I just got like but... hardcore like D&D party vibes <laughs> out of him. <laughs> But no, I, I like that. Yeah, so he's showing him all that stuff and getting him ready for the uh, uh, little games for the re- new recruits. And they got another call. This one was in a home. You have the little girl crying, blah, blah, blah. And he gives him the weapons. He's like, hey, don't ever show those weapons in public. So yeah, they get out into the thing and they pull them out like right away. And he pulls them aside. And he's like, yep. look, dude, I told you not to show that in public. And they're like, well, it doesn't say it in the handbook. And he's like, I don't care. Like, yes, we're firefighters. Our job is to fight these infernals. But we also need to look out for the feelings of the people. Right. And I that's love so that. That I forgot yeah. about that. And it just hit me again. I was like, man, that's why Obi is the best. Like, he's just like. Absolutely. And we sort of hear about it at the end of the episode, um, which we'll get to in a minute. But he essentially got all this high ranking as a firefighter. But also got him ripped away because he was always safety and civilians first. Right, because at his core, he is a firefighter. Yeah, and he's that's... a good person. Right. I, I love that part. And then we get into the building, and you just see this Infernal who's resisting because he didn't want to harm his daughter. Like, he still has a little bit of that humanity inside of him. And that's when they just sort of realize, like, you, you see it, like, after Arthur ends... The Infernal, Obi and like Shinra are sitting there and he's like, how are you feeling? He's like, uh, not okay. And he's like, yeah, this is the worst part of it. Getting used to doing this. Right. Like it, it shows humanity in this. Show. I forgot that that happened. Which, you know, absolutely. Which I noticed and I picked up on and I absolutely resonated with too. Like you see Obi who, as you said, you know, he's a just a genuine, really great guy like he is the core mark of a first responder who you would imagine in real life you know he puts safety and civilians first ab- above all like he's there to save lives not go through and mm-hmm. take that you know he's there to save lives he's not there to like you know fulfill a an agenda or a quota or whatever the case may be you know he protects and serves the the the, the human the humans and everything yeah. and then i know i said beforehand that at the at that point in the anime for the first episode, it seemed like Infernals didn't have any sort of control over after they spontaneously combust. But then, then you get to this part, this episode, and you can see that, like, maybe... And then I, I was taken for a loop because I was like, holy, man, I was like, holy crap, I was wrong. And this Apparently, guy is holding it in. Yeah. Like, th- this guy is holding it in. He, is, he doesn't want to harm his daughter or anybody else, you know? He still has like a shred of his humanity left. It's like, 
okay, oh wow, like, and that to me, in in my mind, that like opens up a whole new uh, doorway. So this people say, okay, so how far into the lore of an infernal is there? Like, how far can we go with this? Exactly, because if infernals, if people can hold back the hold that an infernal has over them. Like this individual did in this case. Now, if it was just a one-off, then okay, I'm not sure yet. Mm-hmm. But if people can do that, I'm like, okay. So that opens up more questions as to, you know, the generation of fire users as well. Like, yeah. were the generation of fire users once infernals, but just over time in genetics, it it got more refined and it doesn't affect them. Yeah, I, it's, you know, there's a lot to question here. We get yeah, exactly. so many questions popping up. And then, of course, thinking, speaking of questions, who is this mysterious man at the scene of the crime with this jar of who knows what? Yeah, he, that very, that interested me very much when the first time I saw him, as a matter of fact. Um, and his name is not revealed. Not on this episode. No, 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 not on this episode. So I will not do that. But no. I find it. I found it very interesting that you know he went through and was able to manipulate fire. So obviously he's a generation user, such as Shinra is or is, as well. So, but he uses his generation firepower for evil intentions. So it seems, anyway. Yeah. So it seems for now. Yeah, he had some random jar of something that he was able to manipulate the current flames and also end up. Breaking the building down, which we get to see Obi's fucking strength. Pardon my yeah. French, but Jesus, he just sat there like, I trained for this! <laughs> Pulling this essential building off of him that fell on him. Like, if there was ever, like, an anime moment, that was it. Right yeah, there. That was a when, good when, moment. When, when Obi, a human being, a non-fire user, just a straight-up first responder firefighter was like, oh no, I've trained for this. I train every day for this. Lifting up, like you said, virtually an entire floor of a building off of him. Yeah. And you see him training all the time. Oh yeah. He is always training. It's hilarious. But yeah, so and then at the end of the episode, that sort of sums up, he did bring the, uh, he took the family photo and brought it to the girl and gave her some heartwarming sort of encouragement because he's just that kind of guy. Yeah, at the end of the episode, we have our mysterious guy with a scientist, potentially, and they're talking about how there's some shady stuff going on in the Fire Force, and they're really watching Section, or the group, the current group we're watching, uh, the Section 8, or whatever. Right, right. so I, I saw that scene and everything, and like, and then it, it segued into um, Hijima Corporation, mm-hmm. as a and I kind of started putting two and two together, as a matter of fact, with this. Now, this isn't revealed in this episode, so I'll wait till till the third one. Uh, you're probably gonna bring that up. Yeah. But like, I started making a connection between Hajima and the Infernals. Yeah, there there is a lot of reveal with that eventually. Um, but yeah. So, how did you feel about the second episode? What what did the second episode do for you? Okay, so the second episode again, it was amazing because you know it. It, the first couple of episodes, it didn't do any filler. It went straight to the action. It went straight to what the issue is and new issues on top of that. And you saw like a whole new aspect of like the Infernals and you got more um, in depth with that, at least a little bit, like the potential for what Infernals could be or who they might be and, and so on and so forth. So again, it leaves a lot of questions, but also 
opens up your mind to be like, okay, this isn't just a simple cut and dry. Infernos are bad. We kill them and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, it opens up your mind to far more possibilities and far more potential to be like, okay, so maybe Infernos aren't as bad as everyone thinks. Maybe someone's hiding something. Okay, so that being the case, but who is this new mysterious character and whatnot? Apparently, you know, using his powers for evil purposes. Why is he doing this? Why is he going through and using his powers for evil purposes? Okay, he's talking. He's talking to somebody that looks like he's from a a corporation or he's some kind of scientist or you know, AK brainiac, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's his role in all this? It opens up so many more doors, and yes, it goes through and makes you ask a bunch of questions, like I do, but. You want to you want to find out more. You want to know more. So you want to keep watching. That helps grip you in, and I love that. Uh, but seeing the aspect of you know um, the captain's uh, humanity and just seeing him as like a straight up great guy, first responder, firefighter, that really helps like give the humanity aspect of the show. And even when right before Arthur was about to cut down that infernal, Shinra himself was like, "Wait, we should we shouldn't do this." That even shows Shinra, someone who is known to be a devil, the devil foot, you know, with his smile and not to mention his power and so on and so forth. It even shows the main protagonist as someone who is, oh, okay, somebody who actually has humanity. And you and you can see that being displayed here, which I think is very important yeah. as well. And then even when the captain goes through and explains to Arthur and Shinra, it's like, okay, so in actuality, here's the deal. We kill the Infernals. That's it. We offer them a prayer to help go through and like kind of ease the civilians. And it could be anybody. It could be someone's wife. It could be someone's father. It could be someone's daughter or whatever the case may be. But in actuality, here's the deal. We kill them. There's no other way around it that we know. And just seeing that and then, again, going through and him asking Shinra, you know, how do you feel? It's like, not so good. It's like, yeah, that's the one thing about this job that you really never get used to is this job basically is getting used yeah. to this job. But um, you know, just hearing that and seeing how deep that can be and whatnot, just seeing the emotional struggle that these characters go through is phenomenal in, yeah. in my opinion. Right. Now we're in episode three. And this one is a game changer. Oh yeah. So we're getting ready and we see some more bits of generous past and there is this person this firefighter that he remembered from the incident and you know so we're starting the uh and he's trying to find people to give him information about the incident because it's not so clear to him and he wants answers so you know we get to the scene of this sort of recruit game games or whatever you want to call it and who do we see in the crowd but the scientist dude from the episode before what's he doing there that's what i wanted to know too uh shinra tries to talk to this uh Captain, he finds him, and he sees him, he remembers him. He tries to talk to the captain. The captain's like, hey, you know how many fighters I fight every day? You think I'm going to remember something from 12 years ago? Get out of here. Just shuns him. That, yeah, it shuns him, but the, it was also massively standoffish to the point where, like, even Shinra picks up on it. It's like, he's hiding something. And yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't hide it well. Yeah, like, you can see with Shinra with, with his uh, iconic smile and everything. As well, and they're like, yeah, no, even I can see that as like, mm, that was a cop-out, dude. I mean, come on, you know something. Yep, and then at one point, uh, he keeps pestering this captain, and out of nowhere, one of his, uh, the comes in and steps in the way. 
with her lucky lecher lure. How did you feel about that? Uh, well, again, again. Uh, it, uh, so, the fan service, again. It, in this aspect, it, it's okay. It, in my opinion. Because you don't really know the age of this female and everything. And obviously, she's showing off what she has. But it wasn't, like, over-the-top fan service. It was just enough to go through and be like, hey, we're going to go through and slide this in here. Yeah. And, like, and for me, it was like, okay, I'm good with that. And it's one of those characters where, like, she just she's prone to the perverted happenstance yes. because of her, as she calls it, lucky leisure, leisure lure, whatever, whatever. It's yeah, called. yeah, because you, you'll see it as you're probably going to explain here in a moment, though. But why, like, the more flirtatious side of her, or how she comes off as she is as a character, as she does, sorry, as a character, it makes sense because of you know what her power transforms into. Yes. Yeah. The uh, inevitable <laughs> cat-eared. Yep, there it oh, is. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it, I love her character. Uh, and not just for the fan service, but she's got a good character. Oh, no, she does have a great character. But, you know, you know, her fan service works because she can be serious, and I can appreciate that, but she's yeah. also ditzy. She's also, yeah, she's the ditzy, ditzy, and it's just it adds, like, that funny sort of moment here and there, and it's, right. you know, it's good. Um. But yeah, so these games start. They have to find this, you know, person who is pretending to be a infernal in the building. Well, lucky for our boy Shinra, he can fly, so he just flies up to the top of the building. And guess who's there? The mysterious the man. And he's been waiting for him. He's just like, hey, I've been waiting for you. You want to know what happened to your brother? Yeah, and th- that was very, that, that was interesting. See, just Shinra asking, like, so many questions and everything while going through and, like, trying to uh, dealing with um you know the attack that this mysterious man like places on him and you see him using that powder again or whatever it is yep. uh and i i thought that was a very interesting um aspect to me because now i see it as like a scientific aspect to uh combustible what looks to me like gunpowder but they said it was ashes uh, was at least, yeah, at well, least Shinra and them said it was ashes. What it actually right. is, they didn't really reveal yet, but right. they're saying it's ashes. How did you think of his fighting style? Because he uses the cards and yep. the cigarette smoke, which is so yep. funny. Well, I, f- I mean, it's, I find it funny. I was trying to nail down, honestly, like what his G- Generation Fire ability is. Like, it, it kind of reminds me of Maka's in a way, but instead of needing a fire source, he's kind of more like a, well, not the segue here, but he's kind of more, more like a firebender where he doesn't need an, an exact he doesn't need an exact source of fire in order to utilize his power. But then again, looking at him, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What if it's a cigarettes? Yeah, it's hard to tell. But you know yeah, what I mean? he uses those cards. I, I love yep. when people use, especially the villains, Random stuff that you would just not see. Something that's right. not overpowered. He's just using cards. He's just using Whereas cards. these guys are out here with guns and fire feet and this and that. And he's just got these cards. I we love have it. An, we, have, we have anime gambit over here. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> so yeah, they go through a little fight. Shinra gets his ass kicked. Oh yeah. He gets a good few good hits in. But oh, the devil, this dude's just like, hey, your brother's alive. Which shocks Shinra yeah. to like his core. He's like the fire force is hiding up some shit. Like you have a choice. You want to be a hero or do you want to be the devil? Like you could join me. Of course, 
He stays to his hero. He just goes at him again. But this is when the other two jump in, Tamaki and Arthur, and they're like, he's like, oh, well, you know what? My time's up. I'm out of here. He launches a bunch of that ashes or whatever into the air. He's like, well, if you guys survive this, you know, my offer stands. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, if this doesn't kill you, come and find me. Yeah. So then he goes and rescues everybody. He grabs the other two and they make their way out. Big old grand explosion and a rescue effort. Yeah. And then uh, we got that nice ending. How did you feel about the ending of this episode? So the ending of this episode really, um, again, it, it opened up a lot more. It answered a lot of things that I was wondering about. Like, for instance, the, the captain um, of the 8th Fire Force, Toby. Toby? Obi. Obi, Obi. No, my, my fault. Obi. Um, you learn, you come to find out that he was decorated twice as a firefighter, but was stripped of those badges because the fact that, you know, he put civilians over, what was it, duty or, or, mm-hmm. or orders, orders or whatever he, the case He, he yeah. refused orders to save people. So he right, got he, stripped right. of his, his merits. Right. He got stripped of his merits. Twice. Because, yeah. Because of that. Twice. Yeah. Twice. Not just I'm once. Like, I'm like, what the hell does this, what the hell did corporate or whatever big-headed person or whatever have against him being a hero is beyond me, but okay. Uh, But, you know, you get to learn more about him and everything, and then Shinra was able to ask him a very serious question, which was, is the Fire Force hiding something that we don't know about? And that's when Obi actually reveals to him that, like, he's in the Fire Force to learn the truth. Yeah. So, they have it set up. There There is eight sectors of the fire force and they are uh brought together with multiple companies so you have the uh the religious section which is ran essentially the number one fire you know group is through the religious they have the firefighters they have the army and they have that uh company hajima because they make all the weapons and gear for the firefighters right and obi his group was created to investigate the rest of them and find out the truth because you have seven, eight different groups all sent on this one mission, but none of them report any information to each other. So at this point, he believes somebody knows what's happening and how to stop it, but they're not doing it. Right. Obi believes that someone in the Fire Force knows why Infernals are are there or why Infernals are a part of this world or whatever the case may be, you know, pretty much Hmm. Obi believes or Obi is pretty sure that somebody knows why it exists and why people are spontaneously combusting are spontaneously combusting. However, because the fact that no one is reporting to uh, other branches or whatever, no one's saying anything. Yeah. I love that little scene where uh, the captain of the first, Sector walks past him. He says, "Hey, you have a good man there." They have that still frame, like okay, frame. something is up there. Yes, and something that's exactly is, history between these thought. two. Yes, yes, and that's exactly what I thought too. I was like, I wonder if that was his Obi's former captain. I mean, we sort of have the answer. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but that's uh, fair. Well, one, oh, no, I, I, I don't want to give that away for listeners. Oh either. no, go ahead. I put spoiler well, warnings in front of every episode. So all if right, you're listening well, to this, it's your own fault if you get spoiled. Uh, all right, well, it's major spoiler warning. Something that Aunt, my buddy Angelo from my podcast, Anime Kai, by the way, shameless plug, um, revealed to me was 
Fire Force in the manga as of right now is actually setting up to eventually pretty much pretty much Fire Force becomes Soul Eater. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot uh, of crazy stuff that happens. And like I haven't read the manga. I've just watched on the anime. And yeah. but yeah, there's so much that happens. In like well, if you've watched Soul Eater as I have, but I I, I enjoyed Soul Eater. But basically, in um, the first, I, I believe it was the third episode, excuse me, as a matter of fact, when they're doing the, like, recap or whatever of, of uh, what's going on in the world or whatever, you see the iconic symbol of death, mm-hmm. and that exact symbol is used um, in Soul Eater. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of like a... In, it's kind of like a hint hint so to speak so that's kind of why I made the connection there yeah right so I mean yep. how'd you feel about episode 3 so episode 3 was really good um, again it really set, set the stage for a lot of pretty much the rest of the plot so to speak yeah. and I again I like that I like that it can do that in 3 episodes you know they, again it, yeah they did yep. really good with 3 episodes and I felt like they did a really good like if you follow the, thir- the 3 episode rule this was a perfect anime for that. Absolutely. Like they did it very well. Absolutely. And I and you know, some animes, you know, it can set up a plot very well. And matter of fact, in like one or like one or two episodes. And if you can stretch it out over three and still keep the action, still keep you know the emotions, still keep the characters and whatnot, and just start, you know, show more of the plot as the enemy goes on, it'll keep the viewer invested. Unlike, by the way, Dead Man Wonderland, which we are currently covering um, over <laughs> in our podcast, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I, I didn't like the setup to the plot at all. And I explained why in, in our recent episode, by the way. But I just, I didn't like the setup to that plot. This, however, Fire Force, I can certainly appreciate the setup to the plot and the characters and what's going on. All right. Well, now I guess the fans are waiting to hear. I think I already know, but overall, what is your opinion of the show? Overall, I definitely would highly recommend Fire Force to any um, fan of of anime, as a matter of fact. Honestly, I would think it pertains to a lot of uh, different styles of of anime, whether action-adventure like I do, um, whether you like like to watch like a, a, uh, a hero rising up to challenge to a challenge such as naruto and whatnot is overcoming challenges and becoming better as a character if you are an advocate for character development like i am this is certainly for you and it's just a really fun anime to watch and i'm certainly invested into it now i'll tell you that i'll tell you that Mm -hmm. um just i love seeing the different characters and the best part is is here's the deal with with fire force Knowing that the different characters is a lot easier, in my opinion, than My Hero Academia. Yeah, yeah, I can give you that one. Yeah, because because the fact it mostly centers around, um, you know, Fire Fire Force Eight and their and their group of characters and whatnot, you you get to connect with these characters far more and everything. Like obviously with with My Hero. You know, everyone connects with Bakugo or Deku and everything. I said, that's fine. You know, and I do myself. But then you have, you know, this dude, this dude, this dude, this dude. There's so many that, you know, half the time, I'm so glad they go through and, like, 
each and every time they come out with an episode, they'll, they'll tell you of the person and their core because like I totally forgot who the hell. Yeah, that is, is nice. Yeah, um, they do add more stuff later on, but it's nowhere near on the my hero level. You don't have right. a whole another class that's important or a whole another group of teachers or heroes that's important. So right, right, and I think that you know for and, yep, I'll say on on the my hero train, um, Lemillion is my favorite. I can understand why. If yeah, if you know who he is, I do. Um, you haven't seen season six, so I don't want to spoil it. Damn it! I haven't seen season six yet. About some it of the stuff there. that's happened in that one, because no, I, okay, so I do season know season six is hype. Yeah, I do know one major thing though. But here's the deal: I've already theorized this well, well beforehand about Dobby. Oh, okay, yeah. So I I already, I already know about that. I knew that like as soon as I saw him. Yeah. Like, I yeah. was putting those... Yeah. Yeah, that... I mean, you've already know it. It's... Yeah, I put those pieces together. But there is so much that happens in season. I, I know. am so... Like, every episode is just hype. Oh, absolutely. Like, the whole aspect of the League of Villains with um, Shigarachi and everything else like that. Like, him going through and, like, upgrading his powers and I everything. I love that. Not many animes do that. Where, oh, no. you know, not only do you get to see the good guys... Get better. You get to see how the bad guys got better, and I love that. No, I mean it was it was amazing. Like, honestly, um, so I'm pretty sure this arc of my hero is is gonna be probably my new favorite. But my current favorite is the overhaul arc. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's good. My my absolute favorite. But getting back to Fire Force. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Back to Fire Force. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, again, I would highly recommend this for anybody. It's just a very fun anime to watch experience and just to see the these develop the sorry and to see the development of these characters and to see the story unfold and everything and you know yeah you'll have a lot of questions at, at the beginning as anyone would with watching a new show but if it sets it up in a way to where it keeps you invested and you want to see more. and i think that's the trademark of a very good TV show whether it would be live action or yeah yeah they did a great job with it uh, like I said, I, I like how Shinra being the protagonist of it is he's unique outside of all the other characters, mm-hmm. and that and that's really, and that's hard to do. That's hard to do, yeah. and so I can certainly appreciate the fact that he can he stands out. Um, um, you know, he stands out from the other characters of the show. Yeah, In my opinion. Yeah, I love this show. I. Watched it out of the, like, oh, Firefighters, cool, let's watch it. And then I was not expecting it, and I love it. I'm not a person who usually rewatches shows. I will here and there, but I usually don't pay attention. After watching these three episodes to do this episode, I want to rewatch this whole show. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I want to watch more of it, to be honest with you, because I, I, I'm, I'm invested now. I'm like, oh, I gotta know, like, his yeah. brother's... Shinra's brother still alive? Heck, okay, so what happened like at, at, at that house fire that burned down his house and killed his mother 12 years ago? You know, is Hajima behind uh, like this whole thing uh, with uh, the Infernals? Which, by the way, my theory was this that I put together myself and I thought to myself, I was like, what if since Hajima is the main benefactor that supplies the Fire Force with their weapons and their, and, and their equipment, what if in order to con- in order to keep having their the revenue that the, their currency that comes into into their company, what if they need to create disasters in order to keep that revenue coming? It's a good theory. You know? 
I mean, as I was saying, the corporate greed and all that stuff, it could be a thing where I'm like, I wonder. Yeah, that is a very good theory. Um, speaking of theories, uh, what do you expect to happen? So I expect Shinra to confront the mysterious man eventually. Okay. And possibly with help from Arthur. All right. As well. I know Shinra is kind of like a kind of he's not really a solo character, but he's not necessarily a team player yet. Unless it comes to Obi. Yeah. He listens he listens to his captain. He respects him and that's wonderful. But I think he'll eventually confront the mysterious man and find that out. And then he'll be Obi, uh, Obi's like right hand man to go through and actually find out the truth about the Infernals. Alright, I can dig that. Because because Obi, remember, the reason why he was uh, discredited um, as a firefighter and, and everything is because of the fact he put innocence uh, above orders. So, he he's one that is there for civilians, he's there for humanity, and that's what he cares about above all else. So because of that aspect, he wants to find out the truth about the Infernals, and he he's thoroughly convinced somebody in the Fire Force knows what's what's really going on, and he wants to find out the truth. So he'll probably put aside orders or whatever he's told or whatever he's been in order to find out that truth, wherever that might lead. Yeah, I can dig that. So, I mean, do you have anything else to lay out uh, about these uh, episodes you watched? Um. No, not really. Like I said, I, like I said, I just I really thoroughly enjoyed the aspect of the of the character development, how it was introduced, how the issue, how the issues uh, were introduced in the anime, and just the overall setup was amazing. Oh, and I have to give a tremendous shout out and dab, uh, not 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 dabs. Sorry, <laughs> uh, credit credit. That's better. Uh, I have to give tremendous credit to the animation style. This yeah. is a beautiful anime. Oh, it is very good. I mean, visually speaking, it is a beautiful anime. Um, did you get a chance to check out the intro and outro music? I did actually, and actually, matter of fact, for mu- music score wise, definitely stellar. I loved, loved it. it. Yes, the intro outro, fabulous. Absolutely fabulous, and no, I I do I do like it. Like like I said, it, it's it's a uh, very few animes that have an intro that really stand out to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that yeah. You remember no matter what. And this is one that I can honestly say, if I ever hear that song or whatever, I'm like, oh, wait, I know where that's from. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that outro really sticks with me. The outro the sticks outro with me. I love it. But, all right, yeah, so I was going to say, yeah, if you enjoy being on this show and you enjoy this show, uh, whenever you do end up finishing season one, I was going to say, if you want to come back on, we can do a whole season one recap if you're interested. I would absolutely be interested in that, and that would be I would be honored to be a guest for that. Awesome. So yeah, just let me know when you uh, finish it. And I do want to say, it's not I'm not not going to spoil anything, but the first episode for season two is probably the best first episode of any show I've ever seen. Ooh, okay. Well, then I'm going to have to start cracking down and watching. <laughs> like, it is one of the most memorable first episodes I've ever seen. Wow. So That's that's saying a lot coming from that, the anime of what you've watched. Yeah, if that doesn't get you hyped to uh, finish this show. 
But <laughs> all right, man. Um, before we call this done, why don't you go ahead and spam your stuff, man? Anything you want the fans to know? Any new stuff popping up with you guys? All that Absolutely. junk. Just go crazy. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. So again, I want to appreciate uh, Thomas for having me on his podcast and everything. Definitely, um, I enjoy his podcast. We always promote it um, on over on our podcast, Anime Kai. As a matter of fact, you can check us out on Spotify, um, as well as Anchor, and I believe we're all over on Google as well. By the way, I I listen Um, to you guys on Google. Okay, I believe that's where we are. Um, I always go through and. I, pro- I I network all, all of our stuff, whether it be across Facebook, um, whether it be across Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Um, my Twitter handle is at TravisBennett22. On Twitter, that's our official Anime Kai Twitter page. You can see all of our updates, such as polls, uh, new episodes, uh, just regular announcements or whatever the case may be. Uh, also, our editor uh, and uh, also host of Anime Kai. I say host. We're all the hosts, uh, but he's a, he proclaimed leader. Don't don't give him that title. <laughs> no, my friend Angelo, who's our editor, as a matter of fact, uh, we plan. He and I plan on doing a sort of segue, not segue, a, a sub series to Anime Kai. Uh, we, we're calling it uh, when nerds collide. As a matter of fact, and there's gonna be three categories within that uh, subcategory. As a matter of fact, uh, it's gonna be there's one that's gonna be called collide where we take two different shows and we try to sell each other on why one is better than the other uh the other one is let's talk about it it's when we take a not really talked about subject or topic in anime or video games or whatever the case would be and we we talk about it we discuss that and the third one is making a game into a series that's where we choose any um tv show anime whatever the case may be and just try to go through and create a series about it and try to sell the other person on the idea of why it would work as well. So that's awesome. Also, please check out my other friend, Jay, uh, who loves responding to Thomas's emails. Right? <laughs> uh, I, I set out... him up. Yeah, yes, 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 you did. And we, and believe me, we appreciate it so much. He uh, check out his podcast, Jay's Entertainment Talk. You can also find that on Anchor. You can find that on Spotify. I'm not sure about Google when it comes to him, but it is called Jay's Entertainment Talk. He has done four episodes now, as a matter of fact, uh, talking about movies and so on. Talk about the first episode, Scream, I did with him. I, I very much enjoyed it and whatnot. He recently did um, Sonic the Hedgehog two, I do believe, as as his as his movie. Um, Review, oh, nice. so definitely, yeah. No, it, it was actually very good thing. Uh, he he's also done Free Willy, um, as a matter of fact, as well. So he likes to do like just uh, movies that he enjoys and and everything. So it's it's really fun to uh, listen to and and so on and so forth. Uh, he's always looking for guests, by the way. So Thomas, if you wanna go through and send uh, the group an email yeah. and maybe talk to Jay about possibly coming on Jay's inter- entertainment talk to uh, Oh, I would love to. Of course, you know, you know, he's gonna have to come on mine, so Oh that's fine. That would that's put fine. two of four, so i would be halfway yeah. done interviewing the enemy group. <laughs> uh but yeah uh we're we're like i said we're we're a small uh, podcast and everything uh we do our best we have a lot of fun great banter back and forth between me and the three other guys and everything 
Uh, we will get Thomas on there as soon as we can. I've been trying to go through. I think at this point, I'm just, I'm just going to address the group and be like, all right, this episode and whatnot, we're going to do it this date and whatnot. And Thomas, you're coming on with us. You know what? You know what? You know, you know, I have what? the perfect idea. Yeah. I, I gave you that recommendation. And I know some of them, I'm <clears throat> not Danello, <clears throat> was excited that I gave you a recommendation. Yeah. So, I mean, I could always jump on for that one. Absolutely. No, absolutely, and I, and I just have a, a wonderful minute. But here's the deal: so we're doing, uh, we're going to be covering the uh, the final parts of Dead Man Wonderland, as a matter of fact. Now, and then after that, you know, because Jay's randomizer wheel hates me, uh, we finally are going to be able to do my my pick, which was Attack on Titan. And I think what I'm going to do is like this: when we do Attack on Titan, I'm going to turn around, and be like, "All right, it's my anime." I'm the one who picked it. I'm going to have Thomas as our guest. Wait, well, hey, that's fine because I'm caught up and I'm waiting for the final part of the final damn season. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. I love that. I'm so, so mad about that. I was so, so dumb. I was so pissed. When they're like, all right, the final season. Woo. And I'm like, all right, I'm binging yeah. the shit out of this. Binging and then we get to the last point and they're like, all right, the final part coming. I'm like, are you kidding me? The final part of the final part of the final part. So come on! I was I was so mad. But yeah, I am hyped for that final final part. No, I know, no, I, I am too. Like I said, I've watched it up until uh, I'm. Let's see. I left off very recently when Annie came out of her frozen shell. As a matter of fact. Oh, okay. So that's how far along I am with the final, with the final season as of right. This and how. Oh, Levi. Darn it. I yeah. dude, that was that sucked. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> he went out okay, but he could have went out so much better because like the dude is a straight up badass. Yeah. Yeah, they did him dirty. Yeah, they really did do him dirty. Uh but yes, please check out Anime Kai. Uh we have quite a few episodes now, actually. Oh yeah. Um our our main our main anime that we do uh, we our cover right now is Dragon Ball Z. Even though Thomas says we should have stopped it at the Cell Games, I'm that's his opinion, and I respect that. <laughs> I don't know. Are, do you guys respect? <laughs> I do. Hey, I do. I can speak for myself. I do. I personally like the aspect of that rematch between Goku and uh, Vegeta. Details aside on that one, it was still a great fight. But uh, I respect your opinion on that. I can't speak for everyone over there, but I can speak for myself. Oh, I. A lot of it is just giving you guys shit because I know it'll spark oh, know. some some stuff. <laughs> um, but it's all fun. But yeah, anyways, man, thanks for jumping on. It's been a blast, and uh, we'll catch you all later. This is the end of the show. I want to thank you all again for listening. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or want to be a guest on the show, go ahead and send me an email at fromfriendtoweeb at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter that I sometimes use at FFTWeeb or on Facebook uh, by looking up Dirty Entertainment. That is my sort of entertainment Facebook page. I also want to do a special shout-out for my new intro and outro music. It is called Time for Polka from Navarro. I think that's the name of the band. I'm hoping I'm saying it right, but I'll have links and credits down below in the description of the video. So, once again, 
Thanks for listening. Y'all have a great day.